And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex, my name's Paul, and if your favorite baseball team's out here setting MLB records, and not in a good way, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. Alex, what's going on, man? How you doing today, brother? I probably sound like shit, but I feel like shit, so. No, I'm good, man. I'm pumped to be back. Um, not not so much to talk about them because it's just we're just a dumpster fire, and it we're really not good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm pumped to do this with you. It feels we were just talking before we hit the record button. Um, you know, even though it's been a week, it feels like it's been like two weeks. I don't know what it is, yeah. but. Um, a lot going on Thursday. I felt like c- garbage, so we didn't record. And then personal stuff came up yesterday um, that we weren't able to. But uh, but yeah, no, we're pumped. I'm pumped to be back and uh, and talk about it with you. How about you, dude? I know you don't feel particularly great. Yeah, I feel like I got hit in the face by a freight train, uh, and I got like a sore throat. Um, it, it's kind of been going around here. Oh shit! Keep the people entertained. I forgot to do something. My air conditioning is still on. It's going to sound like ash. Okay, I got you. I got you. What's it called? Uh, I can't think of the name that people call this when you're supposed to. Never mind. I'm back. You suck. Yeah, I do suck. (laughs) (laughs) You're real good. (laughs) Misdirection. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's Chris Angel. Mind Mind Frank. Where did he go? (laughs) But anyway, you said it was going around. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> not only at my full time job, but at my part time job too. So I just got double dick punched. Yeah, pow pow. Step brothers, pow pow, pow pow. Rob, what 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 is it? Rob Riggolo or Riggle? Rob, Rob Riggle? Riggle. I love that guy, Riggolo. Which he does a TV show called uh, Holy Moly. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a mini golf game show. He this show is so funny. If you haven't, if you guys haven't watched it, highly recommend Fun. it. And Alex will get this. Even my dad's like, this show is probably one of the funniest things I've ever watched in my entire life. Dang, I need to watch this show then. And then if my dad shows emotion, you know it's good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. I do like it's him. on. He's hilarious. It's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious. It's, he's a heavy hitter. He's been around for yeah. a while now and stuff. And uh, so Rob Riggle and Steph Curry are the ones who kind of like co-created it. Uh-huh. So Steph Curry's on it from time to time too. Most of the time he's animated because he's more important than a mini Rob. golf. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so getting into it, uh, two hot topics that aren't really hot topics as much as announcements because we got a lot of games to get through yeah. and stuff. Um, I'll take the first one, let you have the second one. So, uh, we, we've continued to say, we want to keep tuning this up. We want to keep finding ways to make it as, you know, as good as possible. The biggest change was what, uh, a month, month and a half ago, we really tuned up the scoring summary to be scoring highlights and game highlights. We've gotten a lot of really good feedback and it just flows a lot better. We're really happy with where that's at. Um, and then we talked about, you know, a little hiatus on the YouTube just to make sure that the audio quality, um, continues to be, 
uh, first and foremost, as we continue to grow, which we have been again lately. Yeah, Paul, ex- touch on that ex- in a second. Especially with like all these technical difficulties we've been having lately with how the the video recording's been happening. Uh, so we want to we want to get the audio squared away first, and then we'll go ahead and and transition into troubleshooting the video and getting that squared away after. Yeah, and we're probably going to pick a new provider. Um, we're probably going to write out the rest of this because we found kind of the sweet spot of how to not have it happen to us, although it's mm-hmm. still got to roll in the dice. But we're probably going to find a new provider in the off season um, because it's just kind of getting to be BS. So, you know, that little hiatus, but a true change besides, you know, the YouTube, um, you know, taking a little break from that is uh, we, we've made the decision, Paul and I talked about the best way to consistently you know, work with our schedules, make sure that we're kind of dropping the content. And this comes from feedback of how well the more recent episodes have been doing is we're going to move to a once a week format. Uh, We're going to do every Monday, which for both of us is the best day of the week for us to do it. What we really like about this format is is, uh, one, these two for episodes have been doing better than every other episode, basically. I mean, they're, they're popping off and we're growing a lot lately and we really appreciate that. Um, for whatever reason, we've been doing a weird mix of like the ones we've done have been on Thursdays or, you know, have covered like the weekend plus the early week series. Monday is going to be great because that'll bring some consistency to while there might be games that night on, you know, most nights, we will cover a week's worth of games, whether there was a four game yeah. series and a three game series or days off and the two games, you know, with all the different formats, we know that we'll hit x amount of game or x amount of series no matter what they'll be wrapped up there will be consistency and every monday we can record knowing that we're kind of in the now and we can and cover we're talking all, about like a week's worth monday of to monday yeah Mon- which or is, monday to sunday or however yeah. you want to call it but. and it'll be really helpful instead of moving our schedules around like oh well they had an off day so we could do thir-. you know we we both work full-time jobs and we love doing this but you know we're not getting paid and so yeah. we also want to be consistent mondays are the best days for both of us to record um, we think it'll be better stats as well. And we're going to do this for the rest of the season. So we're skipping ahead the Yankee series, which is happening right now. Um, we will talk about that. We're going to record on Monday. So we have two episodes in three days. Everybody, you're welcome. Um, that's a sarcasm. But then after that, we'll record the Yankees one. And then we'll wait until the a following week after that. And we think that's going to be a really good format. Um, it also yeah. is easier for stats. And I think just capturing the Indians, because while it's cool to talk series by series, it's a little difficult. It's it's better context of seven trailing seven games or a week of games of where's the team at right because you can have a bad couple days you can have a good you know great couple days you know either or bad couple days here fucking yeah in about 20 minutes i know but you know a true week's worth of product especially in something in baseball you know that's 30 at bats usually or um you you know mid-20s to 30 at bats for for stat purposes and just the 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 gist of the team, right? Did we win, you know, did we go six and one in a week or did we go, you know, it just, it'll help set some context. So yeah. we're really excited about that. We've ran it by some people that we know listen and people seem excited. And again, we just thank everybody for the support. Um, these episodes have been do- doing really well. And I think it'll also help grow that because it's a very digestible. Let's start our week with catching up on what happened the week before, you know, and we'll regularly be able to produce that content and we're excited. Yeah. So um, and I'll tra- I'll transition because I'll go on all day, as you know, um, with that support stuff. I'll let you kind of hit the next thing that we're yeah. excited about. Um, 
for those that follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which not very many of us follow us on Instagram because I haven't posted anything on Instagram. But we grow on that Twitter, though. Yeah. Plug. Um, this week, we hit 1,000 downloads, which if you would have asked me, I say this every time we hit one of these milestones, right? If you would have asked me when we started this, over 34 episodes would be hit 1,000 downloads. I would have fucking, not, I wouldn't have believed you. 1,000 yep. a a downloads was like a far-fetched dream of mine when we started this for the first season. Yep. That's, it, it's crazy. Uh, this, the support has been unreal. The, the people that we've reached, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of speechless about it. Cause it, it's, yeah. it's crazy to think about yeah. that over 34 episodes, we've had a thousand listens and a little more than that, actually. Like if we're yeah. up to date, it's, it's pushing it's almost 1,024. Yeah. Yep. Uh, to right before we logged on, I checked it was a thousand twenty-four. I know. I was, trying to, I was trying to still, build us up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we're an honest pod. Yeah, we are honest. Yeah. <laughs> One but, of us um, is in sales; the other isn't. In case anybody yeah. was wondering. <laughs> yep. Um, so, but now, thank you to everybody. Seriously, yeah. I and I don't know about you. It we're in this weird thing, right? We don't really have a topic, and we're going to touch on a lot of games. So. I feel comfortable just shooting the shit a little bit. We've both been busy this week and haven't talked that much. For me, what I love about it is <laughs> we're in this weird thing where the pod is growing. Like we're fi- we were a little stagnant for a while. We'll be an honest pod, and now we're growing again, and it's exciting. Yeah. And I love that, right? And we appreciate the new listeners and supports, and we're really growing the following on Twitter, interacting, and kind of getting into that realm of Cleveland Indians fans on Twitter. And so, those of you that are new, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hope you're going to rock with us. Um, but it's funny because in, in just a hundred percent honest, honest pod, my caring about this team right now is at the lowest point of the entire season. Like not even the entire season, probably close to lifetime. I don't know about lifetime, but in the last, basically since, yeah, 2015, probably yeah. this is probably the lowest I've cared about this team. I'm just gonna be a hundred percent honest, but on the other side, I'm so juiced up because I love talking about it with you and it's a lot of fun, right? And we're growing. So it's it's like push and pull. It's not like the downloads are going down when it's football season and all this shit's going on. You would kind of expect it to trickle down. We're growing, you know, mm-hmm. when the team isn't even hot in the streets at all. And so it's like this weird push and pull where, you know, we're not just riding it out. It's like, oh, we're growing. So that gets me pumped up. I, you know, on top of the downloads, I'm with you. I just can't believe um, and, and the fact we're growing and how we haven't changed that much, but, you know, we've really fine-tuned it and continue to do that and i'm excited about the new format and the the late season scoring highlight game highlight changes i think we've gotten to a really good good point and uh i love doing it with you yes yeah. it's, it's fun it, it's definitely gives us a, a a reason to to hang out and talk and it uh it gives a it's a creative outlet that I I don't really have too many creative outlets, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so this is something where we can kind of both just we have 100% free reign over and yeah. We we can do whatever we want uh realistically and it gives uh, me a reason to really dig into the stats and articulate it. So Yeah, you fucking nerd. I am a fucking nerd, but <laughs> it's I don't know. It gets me it gives me a reason I already follow casually, but it helps me apply that passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you said, a, a creative outlook outlet 
it's that for me. I'm not a particularly creative person, but it gives me an outlet for like how much I care about this thing. Yeah. And we get to hang out in the process and people enjoy it. And I think we're putting out a really good product, um, which, you know, we're growing. So streets are saying we're putting out a good product flex. Um, but no, it's, it's just, it's, it's a cool way to like, that's a good way an outlet for something that we are, we're really passionate about. So, yeah. And next year, man, I'm pumped. We're going to be, I will we'll bring it up formally as news next week, but I can't not say this because it happened like two hours ago. Tito is expected to come back for 2022. Yep. If that doesn't get your rocks hard, then turn off this podcast, TBH. <laughs> like, but don't turn off the podcast. Yeah, but, but continue to listen and tell friends. <laughs> Actually, at this point, we already got the number, so. Yeah, but please keep listening. <laughs> please keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, there's a lot to be excited about for this team, and I really hope the front office spends a little bit of money. Nothing wild, but, like, come on. We're not going to be the poorest team in baseball with the rebrand, maybe a Jose extension. There's a, and if Tito comes back, Tito would – we'd be at 500, a, little, a couple games above if Tito was managing this team right now. I yeah. feel very adamant about that. And if we can get all the duck, our ducks in a row and, and stay healthy and, you know, actually have our ace-tier rotation mm. – there's a lot to be pumped about next year. Like, kind of looking at that wild card and ready to be hurt again. And, you know, like, set your expectations where they should be. But, like, the right team, I don't know, dog. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. All right, so game one. You want to do it? You want to go All over right, the Brewers so series? Everyone strap in, uh, get a box of tissues because this is going to be painful. Yeah, true. Maybe get something to drink. An alcoholic yeah. beverage. So game one last Friday, Morgan versus Hauser. Uh, Indians come in looking to stay in the win column after we dropped three of four to the Twins, and we've lost five of our last seven up to this point coming into last Friday's series. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Obviously, we're facing one of the very best teams in baseball, and we're set to specifically face two of the very best pitchers in all of baseball over yep. the weekend. So, Mom, come pick me up, you know, I don't want to really but, be here. Right side, we get to see Daniel Vogelbach in action, baby. Exactly. So we get to see that thick, thick king. Um, we showed some early life in game one, but we couldn't outrun, outrun the talent of a World Series like favorite and heavy contender. Um, and we dropped the series opener. So quick line, Milwaukee 10 on 12 hits with two errors. Cleveland three runs, three hits, and three errors. So that 3-3-3 three, three, three deal, baby. I can't even imagine how you feel about three errors. Um, yeah, I pretty much had a stroke. Yeah, I, that's awful. So quick scoring highlights. Top of the first, Colton Wong scores on a fielding error by Indians catcher line Ryan LaVarnway. Um, Brewers take an early one nothing lead. Bottom of the first, Bobby Bradley, two-run single. Okay, hot boy. Indians take a 2-1 lead. So just to be clear, we were leading after the first inning. Top of the fourth, though, Luis Urias hits a two-run home run. That's his 20th of the year. And the Brewers retake the lead 3-2. to two. Top of the fifth, Eduardo Escobar, and he I has a it's pronounced a rise. A rise? Okay. I thought it was Urias. I think it's a rise. Can you find a phonetic thing on Google? Yeah, I'll try. I thought he was Luis Urias. Yeah, okay. See if we can find a phonetic. Um, top well, of the we're a respectful podcast, all right? We got to get these people's names That's right. true. Top of the fifth, Eduardo Escobar, solo shot. That's his 26th of the year. Uh, Brewers extend their lead 4-2. to two. Still the top of the fifth. Bases loaded. Luis 
you dot 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 we're figuring out the phonetics uh the phonetic uh pronunciation uh brings home a run on catcher's interference so the brewers extend their lead five to two i just want to pause there to buy him a little time and also to call out with the bases loaded catcher's interference happened to bring in a run you know how fucking bad of a baseball team you gotta be for that to happen that's bad that's real bad it's a rise it's a rise Okay. Yeah. Um, but wait, there's more. Still the top of the fifth. Okay. Lorenzo Kane grand slam. His he went to the deli and he brought a grand salami back. All right. That's his eighth homer of the year, and the Brewers blow it open nine to two. Mom, come pick me up. Yeah, can we talk about how Lorenzo Kane only has eight home runs this year? True. Yeah, that's because he's always been more of a defensive wizard. He's really fallen off offensively. Yeah. That's not surprising to me. He's like. He's a defense first kind of guy. I mean, one of the best defensive outfielders in all of baseball when he's right. Um, yeah, but I feel like he usually has at least more than eight. Yeah. Like, he's kind of like a, what's his name? The guy from Boston. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? It, 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 his name starts with a B. And he is like a hardcore just defense. Bradley, Jackie Bradley Jr. JB oh, Jackie. Jackie. I knew it had some kind of like. Does he? I don't think he. No, he I was playing he, on the Brewers. I think. I, 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 I don't know he where he's at. Milwaukee. Yeah. I think he still plays for Milwaukee. Yeah, he might. I'm not sure, but JBJ kind of thing. I think Lorenzo Kane's always been a little better offensively than JBJ. He either plays for Milwaukee or he was with Milwaukee. I think he's either with Milwaukee or Minnesota. This he's year not with because Minnesota. It, he's not. Then with it's Minnesota. then it's Milwaukee because I remember seeing his name pop up when in this in one of these series. Yeah. He was with uh, he was with the Brewers. Is he even playing this year? It, it, he still has to be with the Brewers. Then we're getting way off track. Yeah, one hundred twenty-two yeah. games. Because he yeah. made he made a catch in center field, like climbing the wall. Yeah, he's batting one sixty-four. <laughs> but anyway, now that we now that we've hit every random thing we can hit, do uh, so you said it's a rise? Yeah. Okay. So. Um, what happened? Where in the dicking were we? Lorenzo Kane Grand Slam 9-2. Top of the sixth, Eduardo Escobar. And again, he's going to have a series. Hits a solo shot. That's his second of the game and 27th of the year. Uh, Brewers now lead at 10-2. That was a great pickup at the trade deadline for the Brewers. Uh, bottom of the eighth, Yu Chang, RBI ground out. The little engine that could. But it's too little too late because we dropped the series opener 10-3. Yep. Not, not fun. We were in this game for a little bit there. Until the yeah, top of the fifth, man. Until they blew it open. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, game highlights. Look, I know that we're not deep at the catcher position. Ryan LaVarnway is not it. I know. I've come around to we need this Robo is, to come back for like $3 two, million. Two very bad plays by him in this game that, it, that cost runs. So, in the top of the first um, – Uses his mask to stop the ball from rolling away from which him. you cannot do. Nope. Um, so it's, uh, is that two bases? If no, you it's use one base. One base isn't the rule that you get two bases if you like say a player, a second baseman is ranging to a ball and you throw your glove and hit it. Isn't that two bases? That's a really weird rule, but I think you get two or three bases on that rule. See, I'm not sure. But you know what but I'm all talking I know about? Is that That's we a used to really... do that all the time in practice, and it's one yeah. of my favorite things to try to do, especially yeah. with a fly ball. You like throw your mitt in the air and see if you yeah. can hit it. 
I want to say it's two bases, but my heart is saying you might get three. Like, say it was going to go through on the single, you would go from, like, first to third on that. So I guess mm. two bases. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. We're getting way and off then track here. In the top of the fifth, right, the beginning they had, he give, he gives in a run two with the catcher's interference because the bases were loaded. Yep. Which is just so, a special kind of bad. Yeah, like, like shit like that happens, right? Just because, like, a batter can try to catch a ball deep and you could reach for it to kind of frame a pitch. And it, it happens, but you don't do that with the bases loaded, man. Yeah. And to have two errors, you know? Yep. It's just not just, it. Especially as a catcher, because it's hard to make an error as a catcher. Like, you don't, it, you, you don't have to worry about fielding errors, really. You don't have to worry about throwing errors, usually, yeah. right? Yeah. But... Yeah, it's just not, not a good look, man. I know. I, I would like to say, I think we bring Robo back right now because we have no depth. I think you bring him back for like $3 million. You don't, like, no matter what, you pay him his 500000 buyout, you're not paying him seven, seven and a half. That would be the dumbest thing ever. Then bring him right back for like $3 million a year or three and a half. Let him play every day. He got to rest basically this whole year. Not on a, you know, he's just been hurt. But let him rest and then have Henches be number two because... Unless you're going to go really buy somebody, we have no depth. And Bo Naylor, I know he's going to be good, but his, he's ass this season. And, I mean, he's still, what is he, double A? His stats are mm. not good. Um, he's not ready yet. And, again, he's young as hell. We just yeah. talking about him because it's fun, right? But, I mean, he's a long – we have no depth at this position. So, you basically yeah, got to bring I think he's back. 20. I think Bo yeah. Naylor's 20. He's got years to go. Um, yeah. So, and so I'm not knocking it on him. I'm just saying it's not like he's ripping the cover off ready to go to AAA. I mean, he still wouldn't come up next year. So I do think you bring Robo back unless you're really going to spend some money to go get somebody. Um, I would feel differently if Ramos, but who knows if Ramos will play baseball again, like we talked about. That, yeah. that kind of screwed that. Just painful. We're very thin at the Wilson position. Ra- Wilson Ramos's age on top of this kind of injury. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So we are thin as hell in the catcher department right now. Uh, so I think, yeah, you bring Robo back and you just kind of keep plugging along. You know what I mean? Your everyday uh, catcher and at least is on base is just a little under 300. It's not great or even good, but it's not like 250. Anyway, so Eli Morgan, four and a third innings pitched, eight hits, eight runs, seven earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts, and an L. I mean, he just got bent. He got into some trouble early, but he hung in there until the fifth inning, and that's when it really blew up on him. Um, he usually hangs in there. You know, we talk about him all the time, no matter how good a team is, but nobody's perfect. Um, and I do want to shout out our friend Cot because he brought up to me Morgan Eli Morgan's home road stats, and this shit is nuts, and I'm so glad he brought it up, all right? At home... Eli Morgan is one and six with an eight three one ERA in a one six four WHIP in nine starts. Okay, at home, on the road he's one and one with a three three one ERA, a one dot one WHIP in six starts. I mean, night and day is almost like not even a. I'm not even trying to be funny. That's that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, basically, so you know what I say you do? You use him as your sixth man next year and you let him pitch on the road. Like, 
I know that's kind of getting a little like crazy, you know what yeah. I mean? But like, that's that's I mean, he, he and gets, stats. He gets like, charged for four of these runs that I mean, seven or three of these runs that he didn't give up. Yeah, but he still that, come on, man. So it yeah, but uh, that grand slam he didn't throw that grand slam as soon as. Lavarnway interfered with that ball right after that run scored. They pulled him. Yeah, so he he gets charged with three. I mean, still five five earned runs, in or five runs because I don't think this is getting really confusing. Earned. He he gave yeah. he had seven earned runs, but I get what you're saying. The grand slam tagged him for three. So without the grand slam, he only has three earned runs. But could have, yeah. should have, would have. Uh, but aren't those stats insane? Eight yeah. three versus. I mean, that's beyond night and day and on top of that i'll say and then we'll keep it moving we're really in this game um on top of that and i don't have the stats in front of me i didn't want to get too deep the strikeout to walk numbers are like even crazier i mean it's like off the top of my head he's got like 30 strikeouts to like eight walks on the road and the other way around he's got like 15 strikeouts to like 12 walks or i mean just some absurd number it's just every part of his stats are just something um, so yeah, just not a good start. Bullpen then obviously is asked to give you four and two thirds. Um, so basically a starter's load, right? And they give you, uh, four and two thirds of two run ball on four hits, two walks and three strikeouts. So hanging in there, uh, hedges, henches, excuse me, gives you an inning and two third of two run ball on three hits, no walks and two strikeouts. So yeah, Stephen, henches gives up the grand slam here. Yeah. Uh, Stefan gives you an inning and two thirds of perfect ball with one strikeout. Um, Young gives you an inning and a third of scoreless one hit two walk ball, and that finishes the game off. So Young still getting getting into trouble, but got out of it. Um, and then talk to me about the offense because it's yeah, not good. the offense wasn't great either. Uh, six strikeouts to six walks, which is fantastic. But we left eighteen runners on base, which is dog shit, um, and only three hits. In this one, and uh, none of them were extra base hits. Swinging that pool noodle. <laughs> and we went one for 11 with runners in scoring position. <laughs> one <X> laugh. <laughs> for 11. Uh, Fran Mill and Bobby were the only ones uh, with a hit. Uh, Fran Mill had one, Bobby Bradley had two, and all of them were singles. Just a terrible showing offensively in this one. And uh, what's sad is that offensively this game was better than next game and yeah. that's real hard to do true great segue that was awesome uh so game two is Plesak versus burns and i'm just gonna say his full name corbin burns because we need to put some fucking respect on this man uh might win the nl cy young i see scherzer should get it but that's neither here nor there um before this game uh indians options outfielder daniel johnson to columbus and recalled left-handed reliever francisco perez he's the one that earlier in the season just got blown up in some game they brought him into it was real bad but honestly we got harold back in the outfield we got zimmer mercott you know what i mean so daniel johnson um yeah just no room right now and want to carry some extra arms um so indians come in looking to get back in the win column we dropped the series opener in painful fashion what else is new uh, we've lost six of our last eight, and we send Plesak to the mound to try and uh, right the ship. He does his job, but Corbin Burns is nearly perfect in this game. 
And the Indians get no hit for the third time this season and set an all-time major league record. And that's not even counting the seven-inning no-hitter that the Rays threw against us. Yep. So we're not counting that. It's technically four, but three nine-inning ones. So quick line, Milwaukee, three runs, seven hits, no errors. Cleveland, no runs, no hits, two errors. Scoring highlights, top of the first, Christian Yelich, RBI triple. Uh, gets the Brewers on the board with an early one nothing lead. Still the top of the first, Omar Narvaez, sack fly, extends the Brewers' lead, 2 nothing. Top of the second, Rowdy Telez, RBI double, extends the Brewers' lead to 3 nothing. That's all she wrote, because again, we got no hit, um, thanks to Corbin Burns and Josh Hader. So, fun stuff. Talk to yeah, me about the, uh, the highlights. Uh, only game highlights in this one, uh, top of the fourth, Maustral, uh makes a great catch climbing the wall in right center, like just hops hops up a little bit, takes a takes probably a double or triple away. Um other than that, we're just really fucking bad. You're not kidding. We walked I you know, we'll talk about it. We walked one time. Like it was almost a perfect game. What Straw walked in the top of the seventh or eighth? Seventh. Yeah. Seventh, I want to say. Seventh. Yeah, because yeah. he went 18 straight outs. Yeah, seven. Yeah, and because obviously if there was just one base runner and he was basically perfect, Straw would have come up around like the seventh. Yeah, so yeah. it was not good. Just wait till we get to the offensive stuff that Paul will tell you about. And again, it'll be short, but so Plesak goes six innings of four hit, two walk, Three run ball, but only two of them are earned. So six innings of two run ball, two earned run ball, um, three strikeouts and takes an L. Um, all things considered, he shoved against a World Series contender. I just want to be honest about that. Um, yeah. But the thing that gets me pumped is I love seeing the minimal foot traffic from him, um, you know, limiting them to four hits and two walks and six innings. Like, even if he would have had three earned runs or, two, you know, it was only two, three runs, two of them were earned. I love seeing those optics from him because well, that is like let's be real. Problem. He gave up he gave three runs to a very good Milwaukee team. Like only two gonna, of them earned. Yeah. yeah two of them that's earned. gonna fucking happen. Like, yeah. That's just pitching. You know what I mean? That's a that's a three ERA, you know, two earned yeah. runs, six innings. That's a three ERA. We all can't be Corbin Burns. True. Cause holy shit. So the bullpen's only asked to give you three innings in this one, so give him a little bit of a I wouldn't say break, but I mean that's what you want. You get six innings from your starter, and you're in a chance to be in a position to win. Yeah, he did his job. Um, and again, I just want to say, that's the police act we've kind of come to expect. All the optics are great. So bullpen gives you three innings of three hit, two walk, no run ball with two strikeouts. So, hell yeah. Uh, Brian Shaw, scoreless inning, a one hit ball. Parker, scoreless inning of one hit and two walk ball. Man, he's always kind of dicey. Uh, but, hey, scoreless. Garza scoreless inning, a one-hit ball and one strikeout to finish things off. So, all things considered, it was not the freaking, you know, it was not the pitching fault at all. Yeah. Nine innings of two earned run ball, three run ball. Like, that, that, it's on the offense at that point, guys. Talk to me about yeah. this offense, because this uh, is... We so struck great. out 16 times. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry for all our headphone users, right? That was real loud. But 16 times and only walked once. Yep. 
left three runners on base, but only had the one base runner. Um, no hits, obviously. Went 0 for 1 with runners in scoring <laughs> position because Miles Strahl stole it back because he's so fast. I'm not uh, having fun anymore. I know. I, I, I typed in here. I said, I hate it here. That's it. Those are the notes. <laughs> but I want to, as you know, I'm obsessed with like dominant pitching. That's like my thing that yeah. I'm just, I'm obsessed with pitching. And we're going to talk about Corbin Burns. This man, his line, eight innings, no hits, no runs, one walk, 14 strikeouts, eight innings of no hit, one walk, 14 strike. And he threw 115 pitches. 14 strikeouts in eight Yeah. Like. In the first two innings, he had five. 14 strikeouts in eight innings, almost averaging two an inning. I mean, just what the holy hell. I fucking hate it here. I know. And Zach Meisel tweeted out, um, it will just kind of recap. Cleveland is the first team in history to be no hit three times in a season. And again, that oh, doesn't wow. include that seven inning one uh, doubleheader versus Tampa. Uh, Carlos Rodon, Wade Miley, Corbin Burns slash Josh Hader. Uh, so I guess we didn't mention that yet that Corbin, I guess we said he went eight innings, but then Josh Hader finished it off. So it was a collective no hitter against yeah, us. Yeah, you mentioned it. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I typed it in there because you didn't put it in the notes, and I, I oh, I thought as I was reading it off, I'm like, I don't remember typing that in. Yeah, there. no, I put it, I snuck it in there oh, to kind of help out. Thanks, homie. Um, so yeah, obviously it was a collective here. Um, and fun fact: Zach Plesac was on the mound in all three games. <laughs> oh no, brother! Oh no, brother! <laughs> <laughs> like you took th- more than likely three losses in all those, right? Where <sighs> what are you gonna do? I wonder, which is just fascinating. So just you a, were at the, or no, it was the well, day it was after the day before the before, Carlos. Yeah. I was at the game where Giolito and um, and Bieber went at it. I was at that game yeah. in Chicago where Bieber went, I think, nine innings in that one. And they Do were. You just remember what pulling. the score in the Rodon and Miley games were? I couldn't tell you. Oh, the Miley one, we got, I think we got smacked the fuck up in the top of the ninth. Because, okay. uh, remember, uh, I think Klasse melted down or something. The defense melt. I remember that because I watched it at my in-laws. And I remember, like, trying to keep it calm, even though I wanted to scream a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it, so, Klasse melted down, plus the defense made some errors. So, that one was, like, four to nothing or three nothing. And it all came in the ninth. Uh, the Rodon one... I don't remember, but that was the one that besides the toe, it was a toe hitter, right? It was going to be like yeah. a perfect game. That shit was nuts. I can tell but you like, really fast. I know when it happened. It was in mid-April. None of these losses are on Plesak. That's what I'm trying to get at, right? Yeah, like, all eight, these games were... Eight nothing. Oh, no, that one was on him. Okay. That one we lost eight nothing to the White Sox. Oh, yeah. Plesak got smacked the fuck up for six earned runs in two thirds of an inning. <laughs> so yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah. one's that one's kind of on Plesak. I will yeah. say that the other two, not really on Plesak. Yeah, the other one, I'm on here. Sorry. Yeah, the other one, Plesak went eight innings of three hit, no run ball. <laughs> uh, but he didn't take the loss in that one. Yeah, he, Class A did. 
Yeah, I think Class A technically. Let me just double check. Yeah, Class A took the loss. That was on that, that was back and forth between when Class A and Karen Check were like, "I'm going to be good now. Now you're going to be good. Yeah, now, now I'm going to be just good." Like perf- just perfection, basically. And Karen Check's down in Triple A. <sighs> True, working on things. Hope you're doing well. Crazy ass King. Uh, so soon. King Three. I miss it, you. Yeah, it's XOXO. XO. So XO. <laughs> Gossip Girl. Uh, Savali versus Woodruff. Uh, Indians come in, the proud owner of an all-time MLB record, having been no-hit three times in a single season. They try to avoid the series the series sweep on Sunday afternoon. We get embarrassed in the first two games, but we somehow it get even worse in game three. Um, Savali and company get blown the fuck up. Milwaukee, 11 runs on 13 hits and no errors. Cleveland, one run, four hits, two errors. Quick scoring highlights, and unfortunately, this gets a little beefy. Top of the first, Colton Wong solo shot, his 12th of the year. Brewers take an early 1-0 lead. Top of the second, Jace Peterson scores all the way from first on what should have been a double play ball off the bat of Luis Urias. Oh, arise. Arise, arise, sorry. Uh, off, it should have been a double play ball off of the bat of Luis Arise. Um, thanks to an Ahmed throwing error, which I'm sure you'll talk about. Uh, Brewers 100%. now lead 100%. The Brewers now lead it 2-0. Still the top of the second. Manny Pena hits an RBI single. Brewers are leading 3-0. Still the top of the second. Eduardo Escobar, RBI single. Gives the Brewers a 4-0 lead. Uh, top of the third. Avisail Garcia, solo shot. That's his 26th of the year. Uh, Brewers now lead it 5-0. Still the top of the third. Manny Pena, two-run shot. That's his 10th of the year. Brewers have blown it wide open. 7-0 lead. Top of the 6th, Eduardo Escobar, RBI fielder's choice. Brewers take an 8-0 lead. Bottom of the 6th, though, little Miles straw. RBI single gets us on the board um, just to show some effort, but we trail it 8-1. to Top of the 8th, Colton Wong solo shot. His second of the game and 13th of the year. Uh, Brewers now lead it 9-1. to We really gave up two home runs to Colton and Wong. And he pimps this one yeah like we gave up two home runs to colton wong dog um who's a very he's a solid player and really turned his career around but like dog that ain't it um still the top of the eighth um avisail garcia two-run shot that's his second of the game and 27th of the year brewers take an 11 to 1 lead and that's all uh and that's all for this one uh indians embarrass themselves yet again as we just get our backs blown out all right so we'll go, we'll go to the game highlights. Yeah, so that the error by uh, Ahmed was probably one of the worst throws I've seen this year. So he's going uh, to his right, and he he tries to jeter it and like jump throw to second, and misses Owen Miller by probably seven and a half feet. <laughs> At just a right angle where it cuts through the right side of the infield and like goes into left into right field, like yep. shallow right. <laughs> it's yep. real bad. It was really bad. <sighs> and this is what like opens up the floodgates in this one. Just like because now instead of having runners on, well, just third base, right? If you would have if you would have made a play. Or first and third, worst case scenario, if you make that throw, right? Now you have runners on second and third with a run scoring. Yeah. I, I Wasn't there only someone on first? I think this would have just cleared the bases, wouldn't it? I think there was a runner on first and second. Okay. 
Either way, I mean, yeah, you, you turn, while you can't assume a double play, you know, you can't call that an error. It was a, a, a tailor-made, eh, maybe it was not a throwing error. It was a double, it was probably a double play ball. If not a double play ball, you're at least getting the force at second, like minimum. Yeah. So. Yep. It was just a god-awful throw. God-awful. Um, and then in the top of the fifth, Harold Ramirez makes a great catch in left field, jumping on, jumping all up on the wall uh, to take away extra bases from Milwaukee. I forget who's was at bat in this one. Yeah, but another great catch, jumping into the wall. And that's and then bad. yeah, again we're really fucking bad. Yeah, can't have anything nice. So, pitching line, and it ain't going to get pretty here. Savali, three innings of seven run, five of them earned ball. Uh, Six hits, two walks, three strikeouts, takes an L. I mean, it was not a good start at all, but the defense definitely let him down. Um, Still tagged with five of those earned runs. Um, Tough break that your second start back is against the Brewers, but that's baseball. You know, you don't get any days off. And hopefully he bounces back in his next start because... Uh, we know this isn't Savali. This can always happen, right? It's just yeah, sucks. He gave up three home runs. You know, I think he well, he gave up three earned runs. Sorry, or three home runs. But yeah, uh, I was just thinking, yeah, the solo shot, then the throwing error, RBI single, RBI single, solo shot. Yes, yeah, so, I mean four of the runs, at least. You know three solo shots and I don't know. It's just not a good start. Hopefully he bounces back. We know it's in there, but that's not good. It doesn't get much better from the bullpen. You know, we're beating them up now. They got to give you six innings. If for the, and for the second time in the series, they basically asked to give you almost a starter's load or, you know, or more like in this case, yep. give you six innings of four run ball on six hits, one walk and six strikeouts. That ain't it. Um, Francisco Perez gets uh, another shot to prove himself, like I kind of mentioned. He gives you two innings of scoreless one-hit, one-strikeout ball, so good for him. Um, yeah, they pull him before he get dicked. Yeah. Then Young gives you an inning of one-run ball and two hits and two strikeouts. Why we're letting this kid pitch, I don't fucking understand. He's bad. Uh, Wickren uh, gives you an inning of scoreless one-hit ball, which is amazing. I mean, I like the dude as a person, but he's ass this year. Uh, Shaw gives you an inning of three-run ball on two hits, one walk, and a strikeout because Brian Shaw, ladies and gentlemen. And Classe gives you a perfect inning, a two-strikeout ball, um, just to get some work in because we suck real bad. Talk to me about this offense because it's terrible. Yeah. So uh, last game, we had 16 strikeouts, and I kind of freaked out, right? Yeah. This one, we had 15 strikeouts. How many walks? And one walk. <laughs> Holy shit. I know. This is a professional baseball team. We struck out 37 times in three games. With 31 of those being in game two and three. Can I also mention we had seven errors in a three game series. DeMarlo Hale should be, like, smacking dudes on the back of their head right now. Cleveland baseball, baby. <laughs> I know. If you guys could see his face right now, he's, like, saying... We're living in the movie Major League. That's what this is. Yeah. It's real bad. 
That's so 15 We only had one. four hits. We only had four hits in this one. None of them were extra base hits. We went one for five with runners in scoring position. Straw, Fran Mail, Ryan LaVarnway, and Oscar Mercado, the only ones that had hits. Uh, yeah, we fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, we do. It was so bad. <laughs> We've lost eight out of ten. To be fair, the, the Milwaukee Brewers are a very good baseball team. Yeah, We're not taking anything away from Milwaukee. Very good baseball team. Incredible. I'm rooting for them all, all October. Yeah, I'm kind of I, – I still like Tampa Bay, but I'm I'm on the Milwaukee train a little bit more. I, honest to God, would be like a Brewers yeah. fan. And I tell myself I can walk away. Like, he's going to change. He won't hit me again. You know, uh, he's going to get a job, Mom. You know, like I tell myself yeah. that about the Indians, you know. And I'm like, it'll be different next time. I think he's really changed. He means it. Yeah. He's sorry. He's going to stop drinking. Yeah. But I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to have three of their kids. Like, come on. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) No, not at all. But if I got the if I got the nuts to buy that fucking frontier plane ticket and restart my life, I would fly to Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, obviously we've talked about a big Daniel Vogelback guy over here. It's my NL team. We always get an NL team at least. So are officially my NL team. See, it's hard for me to stray away from the cards. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Little division rival. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, look at us. Ooh, which they're popping off a little bit. Go birds. Yeah, they're they're uh, first in the wild card now. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they've been playing better. They've been popping off. Birds up, baby. True. So we lose three in a row to the Brewers, which was the I, one thing I, I said. Trying to, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. To... Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we do get to play the twins though, and this is going to be a little surprising. So game one, uh, so we had month, so we had the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we get game, uh, we get Monday off travel to Minnesota. Um, and it's going to be T-Mac versus Ryan. Um, that's his last name. Joe Ryan. Who? Joe Ryan. Yeah. Um, Mandy he, Bell- he dicked us last time. True. Well, was he the guy I said looked like when he, he- Bieber tries to look like white trash? You said that he's the guy that looks like he wears a flannel and smells like yeah, stale cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, it's like when Justin Bieber <laughs> tries to look like a homeless person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so T-Mac versus Ryan. Mandy Bell tweeted, though, Indians have activated Robo off the 10-day IL. Uh, Ryan LaVarnway designated for ex- assignment. And JC Mejia. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. To- Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you, bud. Levar- What's funny is LaVarnway can swing the bat, but yeah, that defense ain't it. Um, JC Mejia was also recalled from AAA as the extra man for the double header. Um, and again, I always do it where I, I set it up and then I, I end up reading off the Indians come into part and I'm going to say the same shit. So Tuesday's double header, um, obviously day off and travel. The only real objective I think for this dumpster fire of a team is to try and go out there, Paul, and just have fun, you know, cause that's all that matters. <laughs> go out there, have fun. Um, win, you know, because that's all that matters, you know, not winning baseball games as a professional organization, have fun, don't make errors, enjoy the orange slices that Eli Morgan's mom brought for the team. Um, Eli Morgan's mom's probably a huge milf. <laughs> that wasn't I'm looking up for this, but <laughs> I'm looking up a picture of Eli Morgan's mom right, right now. Well, whether they're meant to or not, we bring home a win against a team that has lived rent free all year. We snap the three game losing streak thanks to a dominant performance from Big Daddy T Mac. Quick line Cleveland, 
three runs on six hits, no errors. Minnesota, one run on three hits and no errors. Quick scoring highlights. Bottom of the third, Andrelton Simmons, RBI double, gives the Twins a 1-0 lead. Top of the fifth, uh, Bradley Zimmer, absolute moonshot. Uh, his seventh of the year, Tribe ties it up 1-1. Top of the seventh, Austin Hedges' RBI double gives the Indians a 2-1 lead. And then still in the top of the seventh, Yu Chang, RBI single, uh, gives the Tribe an insurance run as they take a 3-1 lead. And that's all she wrote. Indians make wine out of water and take the series opener in game one of the doubleheader. There's no way he's like <laughs> finding a picture of somebody like any major leaguer's mom would not be an easy feat. Let alone I'm on his Instagram. Hold on. Eli Morgan. This is getting weird. Yeah. He doesn't have a picture of his mom on yeah. his Instagram. Anyway. You know what? In my head, she's a MILF. That's all that matters. Okay. I love uh, that for you. <laughs> Talk to me game about highlights game in this plays. one. Yeah. Uh, not, not really a, a good one. Um, top or yeah, top of the sixth. Joe Ryan gets drilled Ooh. on his wrist by a comebacker. Uh, just didn't get time to react. Almost got his glove there. Um, and at first glance, I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, but it looked like it broke his shit. It looked bad. Yeah, that's a rough area to not hit the not get the glove. You know, yeah, and, like what's exposed there. That's it swole rough. up, and there was there was a knot on it immediately. The dude didn't even go to pick up the ball. Like, just yeah, kind of sat there. Uh, um, goes to the clubhouse, yeets his mitt, throws his hat, uh, goes down to the training area. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it since. We, I could probably do a quick Google to see if he's on the IL and what happened. But yeah, it was not good. Yeah, wish him the best. So yeah. T-Mac, six innings. Of three hit, one walk, one run ball, seven strikeouts, and a dub. Plain and simple, T-Mac is playing out of his fucking mind right now and above any expectations we had for him. Like, even when coming into the season, what we thought he could be, he's playing above that right now. Absolute domination, yet again. And thanks to the seven-inning doubleheader setup, he gives the bullpen some much-needed rest on after they got abused in the Brewers series. Plus, they got Monday off. So now you give them some, you know, a real chance to rest here. So good on T-Mac. And it's not an exaggeration to say that T-Mac has been our most consistent and dominant starter over the last 45 days, and Cal Quantrill exists. Um, and we're going to hear more about that here, here in a second, about what he's been doing. Uh, so the bullpen, it's easy. Seven inning game. You got six innings out of McKenzie. Um, you need one inning and you need to save. And who do we call out? Classe. Uh, he tries Play to that big old dong out, baby. Yeah, he, he gets his 23rd save from a perfect inning with one strikeout because that's just what Classe does, dog. And uh, so just looked it up. Joe Ryan's fine. Really? Then, wow. I don't. Yeah. That's amazing. He apologized after the scare because he kind of. When when I say he yeeted his shit into the dugout, this dude it looked like a, like a three year old throwing a tipper tantrum. Mm-hmm. He was not happy. He's probably just in pain and pissed. It was one of those like yeah. God damn it, you know, like one of those yeah. kind of things. But that's I'm sure nobody wanted that apology from him. But I'm sure you know it's kind of like yeah, way to be a good dude and just like yeah. I'm sorry. I just, and I'm glad he's okay because yeah. God, that would I'm I've been hit by line drives. That does not, it does not feel good. Yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking about that area of like, you know what I mean? That, oh, 
Oh, they yeah, get hit him like right here on that, like the bone. Oh, it was not good. A top of top of his arm, like top wrist or bottom of the wrist. Top wrist. Ooh, okay. I was thinking bottom of the wrist, and I was no, trying to like, like picture like, what that would right feel here. like. Yeah. Ugh. I was trying to picture what that would feel like because all the it veins. Like, it and like sh- made his fucking arm wrap around it. You you know the like the Anderson Silva where his leg broke? Yeah. Oh, don't. It kind of looked like that, but his arm. So that's why I was like, at first glance, it looked like it broke his shit bad. Oh, that's that's foul. Uh, but I'm glad he's good. Talk to me about yeah. this offense because we won a baseball game. Yeah. Uh, struck out eight times and walked twice, which I'll fucking take it. Hell yeah. After walking out well, or striking out 37 times in t- three games. Only walking fucking or only striking out eight times. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, that's not bad. Progress. Um, and left only left nine runners on base. Um, six hits in this one. Three of them were extra base hits. We went two for seven with runners in the scoring position, which is two eighty five average. Yep. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, the heart of the order. The heart of the order continues to struggle. Uh, Miles Straw is the only one with a hit in the one through five spot. That's um, six a- through nine, holding it down though. Yep. Um, so the the storyline of this one's just T Mac, man. Holy shit. Yep. He carried it, and he's not even froed out anymore. He's got his little twisties back. Oh, he's got the braids back. Yeah, that for him. So it wasn't the fro. I thought it was the fro, man. No, he just it's him and his giant kahunas. That uh-huh. and the AAA pitching coach. Yeah, true. Did we ever figure out what that dude's name was? No, we didn't. But right, now, like, now I got. I want to so, Google man right now. What if I told you that McKenzie made T Mac made Indians history? All right. Bali Sports Cleveland tweeted out after the game on two, the game one of Tuesday's doubleheader. The uh, T Mac is the first pitcher in Indians history with six plus innings pitched and three or fewer hits allowed in five consecutive starts okay and then on top of that he's the first pitcher in club history with six plus innings pitched and five or fewer hits allowed in seven consecutive starts so he's on seven consecutive starts with at least six innings pitched each time and given up five hits or less that's insane holy Uh, crap his name's rigo beltran Beltron, probably. Yeah. Well, Beltron. we need to give Mr. Beltron some money. Yeah. He's number 47, if that means anything to you. Means a lot to me. Just <laughs> right here. Ooh, I just punched my mic. I'm sure that sounded great. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So, game we'll two. We'll fix it in editing. True. Game two Allen versus Barnes. Um, Indians come into the second game of the traditional doubleheader feeling pretty good. Uh, we won a Major League Baseball game. We did. They hit the ball and they even scored three runs. So, life's pretty good. Um, they look to repeat this monumental feat in game two by sending Logan Allen, the plumber, <clears throat> to the mound, who gets chased from the game uh, before making it before he even makes it through four innings. That was kind of a convoluted way to say that. But we dropped game two. Um, Minnesota, six runs on nine hits and no errors. Cleveland, three runs on six hits and no errors. Quick scoring highlights, top of the third. Ahmed Rosario, RBI double, gets the tribe on the board, um, takes a 1-0 lead. Still the top of the third, Jose, RBI double, extends the Tribe's lead 2 to nothing. Still the top of the third, Franmil Reyes, 
RBI single extends the Tribe's lead again, leading it 3 nothing. which you love to see that order string it together there, uh, two through, what, four, uh, yep. putting it together and getting coming up with three runs. And then bottom of the fourth, though, Ryan Jeffers, two-run double. Twins still trail at 3-2, to two, though. And then still the bottom of the fourth, Williams Ostadio hits an RBI double. Uh, Twins tie it up at three apiece. Still the bottom of the fourth, Nick Gordon, RBI single, gives the Twins a 4 nothing lead. And then in the bottom of the sixth, Ryan Jeffers, two-run shot. That's his 13th of the year, and the Twins extend their lead 6-3. to three. Um, And that's all for this one, is the pitching can't carry the team. And we drop game two, so just big sad. Yeah, um, and then not too much game highlights-wise in this one. Uh, bottom of the sixth. Uh, Miles Straw makes a great diving catch to take a little bloop job away. Just another great catch, another defensive gym by Miles Straw. What else is new at this point? They're starting to get boring because, like, it's every fucking day with this dude. <laughs> mowing them down with Miles. <laughs> yeah. So Logan <laughs> Allen gives you three and two thirds of seven hit, one walk, four. Yeah, run the man ball. bun didn't do it this time. Yeah, with three strikeouts and an L. That's what you get for having a man bun. Um, I will be fair. I want to be objective. He cruised through the first inning. He got a double play ball in the second and in the third inning to keep him out of trouble. But his luck ran out in the fourth. as He gave up four earned runs on five hits. All of them came with two outs. So, I mean, he gave them up. They all came with two outs. Objectively, he had one bad inning, but it could have been a lot worse if it weren't for those double play balls in the second and third, which that's baseball, right? But, you you know, you can't count on that every time. Um, and I just want to go on record as saying I never thought he was the real deal after we saw him quite a bit at the beginning of the season. Everybody has a bad start, but I just hope he works out. Uh, but I'm just also going to be blunt and say I don't really care if he does. I don't think he's that dude, but I hope he bounces back. I hope he proves me wrong. I understand yeah. everybody has a bad start, but he didn't have a good start before that. And even in that Royal start where he gave us like six and a third or whatever, there was some, the little cracks in the story of like, all right, it seemed like in watching it, he kind of got out of trouble and got a little lucky and it could have blown up. And that's part of being a good pitcher is not letting that happen. Um, but I think we've kind of seen him regress since that Red Sox one where he just had an out-of-body experience. Yeah. I did tweet out, even though Eli Morgan got blown the fuck up, I will just say, I've not forgiven anybody who is ready to write off Eli Morgan because Logan Allen had one good, one and a half, you know, one amazing start and one above-average start. And everybody's like, nah, we don't need Eli Morgan. I have not forgotten you. Adding everybody. Let that little mousy baby face dude pitch on the road to a Cy Young. <laughs> He'll have like 15 games started and like try and win the Cy Young with like a, a <laughs> egg. Now that's not how it works, but I just, I don't know. Eli Morgan's more consistent. So just let him, but um, yeah, that's yeah. It. I mean, Eli Morgan's done it on the road all year at home. Not so much, but yeah, I know now that I know that, that's what I'm saying. Maybe actually just, every, you know, six on the road. I still like the idea of him just coming out. For like long relief after out of the bullpen, I feel like that fits him well. Yeah, let him go one ish if he's cruising one and a half times through. You know, if he really cruises, give you like three yeah. innings. I'm with you, but he just doesn't have that high leverage stuff. He doesn't have heat. He doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It's more so it's just serviceable stuff. Well, like like 
uh, this game, right? He only gives you three and two thirds. This is a situation where you'd bring him in, right? Maybe he gives you two, two, maybe three innings. I almost like and, him as the starter, though, the first time around. Like, let him come out and plan on, like, three innings. Like, let him start the beginning of the game and then give the ball to, like, Stefan and Garza and uh, what's his name? The We we keep forgetting his name. Uh, the guy that's on the IL right now. Remember, we, we did this last episode. There's Stefan, Garza, and that Sandlin. Let those oh. three guys, like, ride out and give you nine innings. When did Nick Sandlin go on the IL? Like, a month ago. Nah, that's not in the in the Red Sox series. Remember, he got blown up or something, and then he. Oh he yeah, like, they took him out because his shoulders. Yeah, that was the first Red Sox series, so that was almost a month yeah, ago. Yeah, and yeah. we're like, he's just basically done. Um, I almost like that for Morgan. Like, let him pitch three, four innings. But it's, that's what this is what happens, and this happens with pitchers when they run out of gas. You see him go through, and they might cruise, and then like in that fifth inning, they get into a little trouble. You just let Morgan keep pitching until. You give him a real short hook, right? As soon as you start seeing it brew, get him out of there. But it, yeah. sometimes you'll get three innings. Sometimes you'll get five innings. And you're like, hell yeah. You know, and, and use him as that dude. Um, but anyway, because of the seven innings where it kind of saved our ass a little bit uh, with the double header, and we're on the road and we're obviously losing. So the bullpen only has to give you two and a third. Thank God, because this could have blown up the bullpen. Um, Stefan gives you an inning and two thirds of two run ball on two hits and two strikeouts. He's not been particularly sharp lately, and I'm pretty disappointed about that because I think that dude kind of has something. Uh, there's something about him I like. Henches gives you the final two outs, a perfect ball, striking out both of them. Um, but, yeah, talk to me about the offense. Yeah, uh, five strikeouts to one walk in this one, which is pretty fucking good. Um, we left nine runners on base, which isn't bad for a seven-inning game. Um, six hits, two of them were extra base hits, and we went three for four with runners in scoring position. So seven fifty yeah. average with runners in scoring position. Um, four out of our six hits came from Ahmed, Jose, Franmail, and Bobby. Mm-hmm. So uh, you like to see that they had kind of have a bounce back uh, game after the past what five games at this point where they were kind of eh. Yeah. Um, or four prior to this, but yeah. This would be the fifth. Yeah, one. yeah, four, yeah. four. Um, so that's that's fun to see. Um, and yes, yeah, six out of the nine starters get a hit in this one, but no one had a multi-hit game. So yeah, everyone just kind of kind of doing the thing a little bit. Yeah, and then we'll see that carry over in the next game. True, and we talked about how they strung it together, which was nice. You know, yeah. Uh, so game three is Quantrill versus Jax, and the Indians tweeted out uh, prior to this one some moves. They recalled uh, Ernie Clement from AAA, so good to see that kid up. But um, that's because they placed Ahmed on the family medical emergency slash bereavement list. So um, just want to take a second to kind of you know thoughts for him and his family, you know, and hope hope everything's okay, whatever yeah. they're going through, um, you know, thinking about them, and um, yeah. Not much we can do, and that's not really for us to know his privacy. But whatever's going on, hope that obviously the Rosario family is um, okay yeah. and safe and yeah, everything is good and taken care of. Just sucks. Um, yeah. So with that being said, Indians come into Wednesday looking for the series win against the Twins, uh, who've dominated us you know, all year up to this point. And even other than this year, we never, and this could be a little anecdotal, but from my perspective, we never really play well at Minnesota specifically. Even mm-hmm. when we handle our business against them, it seems like we never really do it on the road. So it's cool to see 
you know, we're splitting the series thus far, which isn't anything impressive, but um, we send Big Daddy Dick Quantrill to the bump for the rubber match. Uh, he delivers because Cal Quantrill, folks, so that's kind of got a little bit ahead of myself, but to take two or three on the road against this team that's eating you up all year and we just play them poorly on the road. Or, yeah, yeah, we did it when we butt-fucked them 12-3. Hell yeah, with 14 hits, one error, and then Minnesota, like you said. We took three- out our year frustration, the Minnesota Twins, in one game and just fucked them. True. Minnesota, three runs on three hits and two errors. Quick scoring highlights. Top of the fourth, Bobby Bradley, RBI double, gets the Tribe on the board first with a one nothing lead. Top of the fifth, Oscar Mercado, three-run bomb, his fifth of the year. Indians now uh, lead at 4 nothing. Still the top of the fifth, home, Jose Ramirez hits a sack fly, extends the Tribe's lead 5 nothing. Top of the seventh, Bradley Zimmer, RBI single. Tribe leads at 6 nothing. Still the top of the seventh, Jose RBI single. Indians now lead at 7 nothing. Still the top of the seventh, Framil Reyes RBI single. Tribe now leads at 8 to nothing. Still the top of the seventh, Bobby Bradley hits a two run bomb. That's his 13th of the year, and now we lead at 10 to nothing. Bottom of the seventh, Miguel Sano, three run home run. His 28th of the year because he is built different. Uh, twins get on the board, but they still trail it 10 to three top of the eighth. Bradley Zimmer grounds into a double play, brings home a run. Indians now lead it 11 to three top of the ninth. Framil Reyes solo shot bomb his 29th of the year. Indians now lead it 12 to three. And that's how it stays. Um, as the tribe wins game three by blowing the twins backs out and we secured the series win. Let's go. Yeah. Who would uh, fucking love to see it. Strong hits together. Station to station baseball, because uh, only the one home run of this one. Yeah. Oh no, Oscar Mercado hit a three-run home run too. Uh, but, and Bradley and Franmil. Yeah, three. Yeah. A lot of station to station baseballs. So. Yeah, yeah, just stringing it together there in the yeah. top of the seventh. Just another one, just, another one, another one. Nothing, nothing too crazy happened. And I, for some reason, I thought it was in this game, but it was in the first game, and I wanted to talk about it. Obviously, we've talked about Bradley Zimmer and mm-hmm. his struggles lately at the plate. This dude, when he hit that home run, yeets this bat into the fucking ground. Yep. And you could just tell it was like a like you know when you get so excited, like just so much aggression comes out. Yeah. He's like like it's like relief, and he just he throws this bat ninety five miles per hour <laughs> into the fucking ground. <laughs> I love it. He's just like. Yeah, sometimes you just got to piss yourself off. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, so Quantrill, you know, everybody, what do you expect here? Um, <laughs> six and two-thirds of two-hit, three-walk, th- three-run ball, zero of them are earned. So to be clear, four strikeouts and a dub. So six and two-third of no earned run, two-hit, three-walk ball for the dub. He shoved yet again, saved the bullpen by giving them almost seven innings. Um, and just there's just not much to say here other than we're the pitching factory, and I love Cal Quantrill, and I don't care. I want him to have my babies. That. Yeah, I don't care who knows that. Yeah. Like he dropped his ERA on the year to two eight nine, and I was digging into this earlier. I was digging into this the other day when in the group chat, Cotton and I were disagreeing about the NL Cy Young. He thinks Corbin Burns, and I think Scherzer has all the stats right now. So. And I like to think I'm right because I am. I think I think if Max Scherzer does get it, not only does he have the stats, but it's also based off of the name 
on top of Corbin Burns, right? Yeah. Max Scherzer has been a guy for a while. Yeah, this would be so his fourth Cy Young. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, well, we all know Max Scherzer's the real deal. So that's kind of going to carry him a little bit because Corbin Burns definitely deserves it too. Yeah, no, he does. It's just that Scherzer is wasn't really in the equation. He was like top 10, but then like coming down the stretch, his last eight starts, he's got like, a point eight ERA. Right. He's just Yeah, but Corbin Burns has been doing it all year. No, I know. And but Scherzer was too. It's not like his you don't just drop your ERA in half. Yeah. Like I'm just saying other people were just pitching so well and some of them, you know, had a yeah. couple of slippery starts, but Scherzer's just been like, holy shit, and just hasn't stopped. So we'll see. It's gonna be close. But anyway, uh the reason that I got on that tangent was I started looking, I'm like Quantrill's almost got the innings. I wonder, he's got to be getting close to almost being, I wonder, you know, what would make him eligible to be on the ERA leader list. And he's about, I can't remember, at the time I looked it up, I think he was at 137 innings before this start. And the next nearest person was at like 146 that MLB included on the ERA list. And I'm like, damn, if he, through the rest of the year, pitches at like a six to seven inning average clip, he might be able to, you probably have to be over 150 innings, maybe a little more. I'm not really sure. And I didn't look it up, but he might get on that ERA leader list. He wouldn't be number one in the AL, but he'd be like top eight. Like he's got a 289 yeah. ERA dog. <laughs> like, I wonder who, who is leading. All of baseball? Scherzer. Just the AL. Uh, Cole. Or no, no, no. Um, Robbie Ray. Okay. So. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check because you know I love me some pitching stats. It'll take me half a second. Robbie Ray two six four. Garrett Cole's got a two seven five. But yeah, it is the uh, it's the NL show. Numbers one through four are the NL, and then five six is AL. Then seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen. All are in the NL. Got some shooters. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, bullpen because of that, and they have to hit. Yeah, I know, which is the dumbest rule ever, and they need to. It'll. This should be the last year. Uh, bullpen gives you two and a third of one hit, no run, no walk ball with two strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Shaw gives you an inning and a third of scoreless, one hit, one strikeout ball. God is good. Parker gives you a perfect inning of one strikeout ball to finish the game. That's how you know everything's working for you when you get Shaw and Parker to give you almost perfect baseball. Um, talk to me about the offense because there's a lot here. Yeah. Uh, six strikeouts and three walks, which I'll fucking take. Uh, ten runners were left on base, but we had what was it? Thirteen hits, fourteen hits, fourteen. So hits, I'll yeah. fucking I'll take that all day. Um, six of them were extra base hits of the fourteen. Went five for ten with runners in scoring position. Love to see that. Yeah, that is that's uh, something. Everyone other than Yu Chang and uh, Jimenez all had hits in this one. Mercado had the three run home run. Uh, which was his only hit. Bobby Bradley went two for four with a two-run home run and an RBI double. Miles Straw, Jose, and Fran Mail all had a three-hit day, and then the three through five hitters went seven for er, had seven out of the ten RBIs and four out of the six extra base hits. Just mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. dicked the Minnesota Twins. True. Took out all of our frustrations in one game against these scrubs who have no reason to compete with us. True. Get good. So we took two out of three and won the series. Let's go. Yeah. And can I 
can I real time just because again my rocks get warm over it? Scherzer today, right? Scher Scherzer and Burns pitch today. Okay. Ask me what Scherzer dropped off today against the Rhodes. Uh, let me guess. Six and a third of one earned run, eight strikeouts, and two walks. Close, but a little better. Seven innings, two hits, two walks, no runs, seven strikeouts. Damn. His ERA is now 208 on the Jesus year. Christ. He's going to win the Cy Young. <laughs> um, but anyway, when you go get into all the stats of like whip and shit, he... I mean, he's he's doing yeah. the damn thing. He's a monster. Anyway, Scherzer literally, and he kind of got robbed of a Cy Young two years ago, I think, 2019. It was like a coin flip. I thought he was going to win, and he didn't. So I thought he was already going to have four, so this would be his fifth that he's going for. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, he's, he's he could win his fourth. Yeah, he- but never forget Justin Verlander's married to a swimsuit model, so Justin Verlander wins. True. Well, that what does that have to do with anything? Uh, I mean, so Max Scherzer gets compared to Justin Verlander a lot because they were we like... shouldn't. Max Scherzer's way better than Justin Verlander. They, well, they were, they were both at their peaks at like the same time, which Max Scherzer's peak was way higher than Justin Verlander's. Yeah. I don't know but that they any of this back is and true. Forth. They were on the Tigers at the same time, but like Max Scherzer has just peaked his whole life. But Verlander's amazing too. That year, Verlander lost it to what's-his-dick from Boston that only won it because he won 21 games. Do you remember that? Uh, He's some bum. Nobody can remember his name now, but he won 21 games, and that's the only reason because pitcher wins are kind of irrelevant. Like, they kind of matter, but they don't. It's like batting average. Like... It matters, but it doesn't, and so they gave it to What's-His-Dick because he had 21 wins, even though Verlander was just better. Some of those baseball writers... married to a swimsuit model. True. Base- Some of those baseball writers should not be baseball. Like They shouldn't get a vote. They're they're dumb at Same people, that, like some cheeky dude thought he was cute for not giving Jeter a vote. Like, wow, you're so edgy. You're an edgelord. Like... Anyway, I'm going to get mad. Talk I had me. this big debate with someone the other day. They said that Derek Jeter is the most overrated baseball player of all time. Yeah, we talked about this for like 10 minutes last time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just still gets you heated. It still gets me bothered every time. Yeah. Make sure oh, man. it's something. They all are. Talk to me about who's hot. We got some We got some yeah. cleaning up to do. Because I was just like, dog, do. there's too much going on here. Yeah. Cal Quantrill obviously staying on. The dude's been dropping dick off. Uh, and he gets raised to a 9.25 from a 9. Um, in the Twins start, he goes uh, six and two-thirds of no earned run, two hit, three walk, four strikeouts. Um, in his last seven starts, he's three and one with 45 and a third innings pitched, a 2.38 ERA, a 1.04 whip, and 39 strikeouts. Holy shit. Yep. And he's still and then, averaging almost in between that six and a third and six and yep. two thirds per start. That's a trailing seven. So like he's still yeah. continuing. This is from last time. I updated all those numbers. Yep. His stats stayed almost identical. Like I was, it was like one little number here and there. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, on the year, he's six and three with a 2.89 ERA, a 1.18 or a 1.18 whip. 110 strikeouts and 137 innings pitch, which we kind of already hit on. Yeah, but it's just like I want yeah. people to realize like the body of work that's getting up there. 
Emmanuel Classe staying on, yep. and he gets raised up to a nine point eight from a nine point six. Uh, and the and the Brewers, um, it wasn't a save because we lost that game, right? Oh yeah, I did. I put a save in there. I'm sorry. Yeah. So he you know paid. what? Hang on, hang on. Ah shit. Okay. So we need to go. He's from a nine six to a nine seven then, because it wasn't a save situation. Can we agree on yeah, that? Yeah, but he also didn't give up. He still didn't give up a run. Nine seven struck five. out two. Nine, nine seven five. five. I'll All take right. it. Nine seven nine, five. Seven, you're right. One because that, like one and that, a half. Yeah, because that one inning he still dominated. Yep. Raised to a nine seven five from nine yep. five. Just updating uh, our very advanced stat system. It, so in, in the Brewer series, he gives you an inning, uh, no earned runs, no hits, no walks, two strikeouts, just drops it off yep. against the Brewers. Yep. Um, in the Twin series, he does get the save in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one inning pitched, no earned runs, no hits, no walks, and a strikeout. Just yep. dropping it off. 9-7-5. Fran Mill's going on. Or staying uh, on. Sorry. Yeah, I, he's I've staying fucked on. fucked up this. My bad. Um. And he's lowered down to a 7.75 from a 9. Um, in the last seven games, he's 6 for 22 with three runs, three RBIs, a home run, no walks, and 10 strikeouts, which isn't great. But when I read these numbers, uh, yeah. this is – They're not good, where, but yeah. I'm, I'm not going to take him from a 9 to off. That's why it's yeah. a 7.75. Seven, so 2.72 uh, – Batting average, 272 OBP, obviously because of the no walks. Uh, 409 slugging and a 681 OPS. So just below average for a lot of it, but just yeah. not bad enough to take him off. I, I was real close, but I was like, I can't take you from a nine to off because of that. Mm-hmm. He, he, he had a bad Brewer series, and then the Twin series was a little better. But yeah. honestly, I'm going to say 7.5. When I go back over this, I'm going to say 7.5. He's like right teetering. That's not it from our clean okay. hitter. So Let me turn this light on real fast. It got dark in my apartment. Oh, no. Yeah. I want you to be able to see my beautiful face. Okay. Are we keeping this <laughs> in? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Well, before we go to who's getting taken off, I realized that I was moving a little quick and I forgot something. So I'm going to read off the stats. Uh, T-Mac is obviously going on. And I just was, there's so much to tidy up here that I accidentally skipped over it. Um, T-Mac, his last, we talked about he set literally Indians history. His last three games, he's gone 18 innings, given up eight hits in three walks in three runs. Okay, in 18 innings, he's two and one, and he's also struck out 20 in 18 innings. Okay, so that's uh, that's pretty good, folks. He is just absolutely dropping it off. Yeah, uh, so, what's that a nine? What'd you say? Will we put him at a nine? I'm honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you because that's a one six seven ERA. Sorry, I'm like doing these stats on the fly. <sighs> I'm thinking nine five because nine his five. last seven games he's four Look. and two with a one seven six ERA, forty six innings, twenty. I'm one hundred percent honest with you. You say nine five, and my head immediately goes that's disrespectful to Emmanuel Classe. Yeah, but he has a point five four WHIP in seven starts with a one seven six ERA. Yeah, you know me. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm cheap with the big stats. He said Indians history and has gone six 
Seven starts in a row of six innings or more every time. All I'm saying is that we're just disrespecting Emmanuel Classe, and as long as you can accept that, then I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I'll do that all day. I'll tell Classe to fuck himself, even though I love him and think he's amazing. A .54 whip. .54. If that was a one, then nine five's a little heavy. Domination. This is domination. I have to fight to get Emmanuel Classe to go to a nine seven five out here and this dude has given up one run in the past three months well it's do you think mckenzie doesn't because we even had him before he got hurt he was like a nine something remember that we only took him off because he was hurt that's because he almost threw a perfect game and then he was incredible after that I yeah. go go peek his. I mean, I just told you the seven <laughs> stats. Go. I mean, this dude has been. It kind of snuck up on me a little bit. Like how? I mean, all it's I'm scary. saying is that we're disrespecting Emmanuel Classe's dominance. That's probably fair. They can both be true. Are you fine with a nine five though? Because I mean, like yeah. I can't. I, I mean, the stats are just there. I don't know what else I would put them at. Yeah. All right. I feel like I give way more than I take in this segment. You give more than, well. What do you want to put a manual at? You, what I what I said a nine eight. Okay, then he goes to nine eight. Okay, no, okay, I'll, I'll give you what you want. Yeah, you're good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bitch. All right, now I'm gonna let you clean up the rest of it while I yeah. type in his stats. So this is all you unencumbered. Yep. Uh, Miles Straw's taken off uh, the list. Um, last seven games. Uh, five for twenty-four, two runs, one RBI, three walks, eight strikeouts, no stolen bases. Um, and the last set, or and he's slashing a two hundred eight, two nine six OBP, two fifty slugging, and a five forty six OPS. Just not that great at all. Um, Jose, were taken off. He was at an eight point seven five. Uh, he went hitless against the Brewers and uh didn't get a hit in the first game in the Twin Series. It was 0 for 12 going into game two of the doubleheader. Um, and then in the last seven games, four for 19 with four runs, three RBIs, two walks, three strikeouts, and two stolen bases. Um, in one of these games, he made a kind of a, a silly base running mistake where he tried to stretch a single into a double, gets gets thrown out, uh, which is kind of plays into this too. Just mental errors that you, you see once you get later on the season because it's a fucking marathon. Um, and then he's slashing the last seven games, 211 with a 286 OBP, a 316 slugging, and a 602 OPS. And then Yu Chang, uh, it was fun while it lasted, but he's kind of fallen back down um, because uh, I think it was because he didn't get the playing time that he needed. Uh, he They should have just let this dude play every day while he was on fire. Um but two for 19 with a home run, one run, three RBIs, four strikeouts, no walks. In the last seven games, he's batting 105 uh, with a 105 um, OBP, a 263 slugging, and a 368 OPS. Just kind of fell back down to earth where he was at before he got red hot uh, at the beginning of this month. All right. I agree. 
I was just letting you have your moment. Usually I interject and I know you felt some give and takes. I was just letting you have it. I had to unmute my <laughs> mic. Plus I was adding in Tristan McKenzie into the notes. But yeah, you, Barry Bonds, Chang, has uh, come back to Earth. So Yep. Which in real time, since we're a little behind, he's having freaking Yankee series. Anyway, talk to me about who's not. Yeah, and I hope we not. don't disagree on some of this stuff. It's I think you'll mostly agree, but I think we also have to just have some like tough realizations. It's not Bradley yeah. Zimmer. I see you reading like, am I going to fucking punch this kid? I know. Uh, Bradley Zimmer, he's staying on, but he's bumped up from a 1 to 2.25. In the Brewers series, he goes 0 for 5 with no runs, no RBIs, two, uh, two walks and three strikeouts. Um, in Twin Series, 2 for 7 with three runs, an RBI, a home run, which was an absolute fucking missile. Yeah. Uh, a walk and two strikeouts. Uh, between the two series, two for 12, three runs, an RBI, a home run, three walks, five strikeouts. Um, and then he's slashing 167 with a 333 OBP, um, a 417 slugging, and a 750 OPS. And that home run helped him a lot. Yeah, but That saved his slugging. It, big. This, I've <laughs> said this every time we talk about who's hot, who's not, right? Yeah. And... I'm going to preach it till the cows come home until I'm six feet under whatever, however you want to fucking call it. Right. There's no way to accurately value someone's defense. Right. There was a couple Bradley Zimmer and both of these series saved a couple runs with just his defense alone. Whether he was making catches or uh, like tracking a ball down, getting a throw in quick, all all this kind of stuff that that you can't really track statistically unless you're watching the game. Yeah, I mean you can on like, but you can't attribute yeah. contribution necessarily. So it's just something that it. sucks because like, yeah, offensively he's not playing well. But defensively, he's still been the same guy that he's been. Yeah, and we can give him props for that. In. We can give him props for that. But he is at a primo position. I mean, he's at a corner. Your corner outfielder. We need more out of or one of them. Again, I just I hope in the off season. I'd like to see us buy two corner outfielders and have him play a utility role because I think he would be just monstrous, like base running, defensive replacement, shit like that. I would love that more than anything. How often do you you don't really see that that often? Well, we could change that. That that can change. We can we can do that. You know, we we could plug and play a little bit. But we need at least one corner outfield bat. We got to go buy one minimum. Minimum, go buy one, and then I yeah, he's just. He's not playing center field for us, but he does. It is amazing to have him in right field. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not as important as if he was playing center. But I hope he figures it out. Work on that swing. Work on that inside black hole that he's got on the inside part of the plate. I mean, right field is a is a pretty big defensive position too. I mean, it's a little lower on the totem pole. I mean, with the corner amount, outfielders are usually bangers, especially like at progressive where right field's kind of not deeper but you don't have to worry about that wall you don't have help from that wall so you have to make plays yeah it's nice having them i'm just saying corner outfield usually like to see a banger 
But he's he's at a two two five. But he's going to have to have a good Yankee series if he plays because that home run is all that saved him. Because otherwise his slugging would be at. He got two hits. So, but we're also in a small vacuum. He only played in like four games. Yeah. But and then <laughs> you know I can't even. You have to do this one. All right. I'm just taking Austin Hedges off because I don't care. Like I'm just going to be honest. Like he will never be off of this list. <laughs> so like I'm done. Like he's just kind of permanently on in the background. Um, he went over three in the Brewers series, which okay, he played in one game. Twin series, he played in two. He went two for eight with a run and RBI, two strikeouts and no walks. But his last seven games, an 087 batting average, a 125 OBP, a 130 slugging, a 255 OPS. I didn't know that was possible. Just gonna be 100 percent honest. Like I didn't realize you could get that low. Um, but yeah, I mean, bring Robo back, who at least has a 290 OBP. You know, like it. It's just so bad. So I'm just I'm done tracking him. I like the guy a lot. I his personality is so good and just like I think he brings something to the clubhouse, but it's still just like unacceptable. I don't I don't care if he never let a single pass ball. Like it's just unacceptable to have a the stats that he does offensively. Like it does matter. It, it's just it it does matter to some extent. But I wish him, you know, as a backup and clubhouse guy. I love it for him, but 508 OPS batting 174 on the year. So it kind of makes me want to blow my fucking brains out. But still think he would fight anybody, and I love that about him. So he's just off because... I like Austin Hedges. Um, I do as a person. I love him. Yeah. The thing is, right, so there's... There's things there's things you can teach, and there's things that you can perfect, and there's things that you can't, right? There's things yeah. that are just God-given. Batting is one of the things that you can work on, you can get better at, you can teach and you can learn. Yeah. Right? The leadership, the like the clubhouse guy, the defensive talent behind the plate, right? Like you can work on defensive talent, but he doesn't really need work on that. That's what's nice. Exactly. Yeah. And so in the off season, get in the cage, right? Like th- this Spend is all, every day in the cage. This is all stuff that he can work on. That's why I fucking love Austin Hedges. Yeah, I just all, like his presence. All the un the uh, the unintangible, unintangible, in, I think intangible, intangible things that you can't really you you can't keep track of, right? The leadership, the clubhouse, the the attitude, the the game management, the, like, the stuff fight, like that. Wanting to fight Miguel Sano, <laughs> all all that kind of stuff is completely undervalued with Austin Hedges. Yeah, it is. I I like him. That otherwise I'd be ripping him a fucking new one if it wasn't for that. I mean, yeah. I would rip him inside out. He would not have a butthole when I was done because so, he has a 217 on-base percentage for the year. Like holy shit. But like you got to get in the cage all see all off season. I still think he's a backup. At Knowing how we have no depth at the catcher position, I'm on the train of bringing Robo back three million a year, cost you almost nothing. Keep rocking and rolling. You with completely the flipped. I told you. I've you, said it like three times in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I know, but like, I it's still you, surprising that you completely because like a week ago you were like, "Don't sign Robo." Yeah, I I was, and then Wilson Ramos tore his ACL, and we have no depth whatsoever. Yeah, and I also well, Barnway ain't it. 
Yeah, batting-wise, he is, but that defense... So, just to be clear, that kind of defense, unacceptable. Like, that is not worth it at a catcher position. That And that's not every game for him, but he's not that dude. So, I don't care if he hits 250. Like, and, that's not it. And his his offense is still... Like, it's, it's better than Austin Hedges, but still below league average. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what it is, and it's such a small sample size, but I think he's hitting, like, 250. But, again, it's such a small sample size that I don't really care... Anyway, again, it's not worth the trade-off. The reason why is I've really peeled the covers back on hedges. I hadn't done that until like an episode or two ago where I just kind of rolled with it. Like, oh, his batting average sucks, but I thought his slugging would be. And it's just like, oh, what? opened that like door at someone's house that nobody ever opens and you don't know what's behind it. And I just found like all the skeletons. I'm like, oh, can't can't close that door back again. Um, So knowing that and just looking at our lack of organizational depth, a.k.a. we have none. It's like you gotta you gotta bring Robo back at like three million dollars. Like pay him the buyout and then bring him right back and save yeah, four or, mil. or go get someone. And, and I was then... looking and I don't really see a ton. Um, and so I gotta like I really I, I need to. Well, I'll do deeper dives, you know, in the off season and really look. But there might be some more. I got to do more research. But there wasn't anybody standing out to me that's like, yeah, that dude's probably definitely available. Or some of the better catchers are on the contending team. So you're like, they're not letting that dude go. You know what I mean? So it's just not, we're going to have to, I hope Bo Naylor pans out three years down the line. You know, he, we, yeah. we're going to need that. So anyway, Austin Hedges is just off because it is what it is. Yep. And then Oscar Mercado's off. He's been playing better lately, but. I'm going to be real with you. Don't really give a fuck. Yeah, on a scale of one, I care. Don't give a fuck about Oscar Mercado. The we Brewers, need to get rid of him in the offseason. Like, go play well for somebody else, but not us. <laughs> yeah, that, that I think that's how you're going to get one of your corner outfielders. Yep, he's gone. And if you bought two, which we won't, I don't really want to get rid of Zimmer, but I don't. Yeah, he's just, we don't have any room. Naylor, if he comes back, like, we've gone over that. We just don't have room. Like, I bye. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. bye. <laughs> I think that's part of the reason why I don't think we need to go get a corner outfielder, right? Like, you got Josh Naylor, you got Bradley Zimmer, you got Harold Ramirez. All of them, like, if Josh Naylor and Harold Ramirez split time and left, right? They're Josh Naylor and Harold Ramirez are both shooters. When, they, when, yeah. when they're on, they're on. But, again... We have a $40 million payroll. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it's, I don't want to get rid of those guys, but, like... Ugh. We need <laughs> like, to go get a shortstop. Yeah, like in my mind. Well, no, we don't because we have a bunch. We have Freeman and yeah, but are they are they like ready? Ready? Okay, so thing. I looked into this, and this will be a really long thing, right? I didn't realize Freeman. I think is only at Double A. I I and I'm yeah. sorry, people listening to this are going to be like, "You're an idiot. You have a podcast. You think you know everything." Egg on my face. I'm holding my hands up. You can't see me. I'm owning it. And Paul's like, as my best friend is like, guys, you should really like savor this because he never admits what he. I, for some reason in my head, thought that he was in AAA or around AAA. I think he's been up and down a little bit, or he might have just gotten there. I didn't realize Gabriel Arias is, like, the dude. Like, he's at AAA. Like, it's him, and then Freeman's, like, a year away, probably. In my mind, they were battling right now. And then you got a guy, uh, uh, Rokio, or I don't know how to pronounce his name. That's probably not right. It's, like, Rokio. Rochio, Rokio, and that dude's down at like double A right now, and he's like giving Tyler Freeman a run for his money. Like there's there's some people. Um, so yeah, it's Arius. You know what I mean? That's that. And you got Ernie Clement. I, somebody Owen between Owen Miller, Chang, and Mercado, 
I feel like you got to get rid of like two of three. If if you know Naylor's ready for opening day, like which we don't know that yet. You know what I mean? Like there's too many guys. Well, I also there was I saw something today. I think it was today. Uh, Bieber's starting to make rehab starts start at Double yep. A. Yeah. Um, and then Josh Naylor's down in Arizona making Ooh. rehab, like re- actual Good. rehabbing. Good. Um, and then so it sounds like he could be else. really. He's ready that early to just even work on baseball at all. Wow. Yeah. That seems really fast. I mean, it, like think about it. this happened. What the second month of the season? Yeah, but still, I thought he wouldn't even do shit for like. So, so usually for a break, right? It's like four months. You're like bed rest. Yeah. Right. And I mean, Josh Naylor's young. What he's yeah, twenty three, twenty four, twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So like, you're you're. I mean, your body recuperates fast when you're young. So it's not like that's why we're saying Wilson Ramos. He's probably done. Yeah, Wilson that's, Ramos that's what old. I'm saying, though. Like when I tell you that we have all this pipeline of stuff coming and we'll talk about that here in a second. But like you got Freeman in a couple years, but area skip triple or area skip double A. He went from high A to like triple A, if I'm not. Mistaken. Well, that's why I'm saying I think you go out triple A. <laughs> well, so I, I I think you give him a shot next year. I think you go. I This is what I'm saying. I think you go out and I think you get a shortstop. And. You you let him do one more year where he bangs at Triple A, yeah, right. Because we've seen it where people are like hot for a year. Look look at Owen Miller. Owen Miller popped the fuck off at Triple A, yeah, and then died off. Yeah, so it's just crazy that he went from high A ball in 2019. Okay, high A, skip Double A. And last season was kind of a wash for minor leaguers, unfortunately. You know what I mean? He picks it back up at AAA, slashing 274, 337, 428 with a 765 OPS. Yeah. I'm not saying he's ready, ready yet, but for a short, you know what I mean? He's 21. So I'm not I'm not against what you're saying. But realistically, how do you go buy a rental shortstop for one year? Because here's the thing. I'm at Rosario in it. Yeah. I think I honestly think you put him at second base. I, I do. And you- uh, at this point, I don't want him anywhere in the infield. This dude's defensive mistakes are way too fucking costly, which and they're is, way too often. Which is why I don't understand why we're not playing him in left field right now. Like, everybody's – like, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that he's got a great team to work with, but DeMarlo Hale ain't it. Like, managing-wise, not it. Like, why are we not sticking him out there in left field every fucking day? Every day. And then yeah. figure out Owen Miller at second, let him play almost every... Like, this season's done. So t- it's tryouts. You know what I mean? And then in the offseason, if you just, like, don't think you see it in Owen Miller. Like, if you just know it, you got to start making decisions. You know, it's time to start fucking rolling over on these people. Like, yeah. go move him. It, it Like, uh, I just don't... Part of me, we're part of me the right really, right now. really believes that DeMarlo Hale is talking to Tito. There's no way Tito doesn't have... Yeah, or the Some front form office. of communication, right? So, like, I don't feel like all of it's on DeMarlo Hale. Tito has to have his hand in something. Yeah. Like, there, well, I know he really the, wanted to walk away, but I get it. It would be hard to walk away from your team completely, but I know he really had to focus on that. Yeah. You know, so I don't know how much, 
regardless of who we could blame it on, I don't understand why we're not like owning Mm -hmm. what we are to take this time to figure out who these people are. Because we got to figure out what we're doing. Like the season's almost over. Especially because you have Andreas Jimenez that can play short. Yeah, play him every day there. Play Owen Miller every day at second, and put Ahmed in left. Now now that Ernie Clement, now that Ernie Clement got called back up too, I think that it's going to be Owen Miller and Ernie at second. Yeah. Split in time. But it's just amazing. Ahmed still hasn't seen, and we know he's on the bereavement family. You know what I mean? But yeah, like yeah, that he yeah. hasn't seen a single at bat since we kind of knew the last 45 days. Well, right? so here's the thing. It's just so frustrating. Uh, this is when Andres Jimenez is going to play short. And he needs to. Like, yeah. So like, this is going to be his time, and this is where he has to eat. Yeah. Like, like I said when we first called him up, right? If you play out of position, it can throw your whole game off, mm-hmm. right? So if you if you move and him, he's to a short, defensive wizard. He's supposed yeah. to be like Lindor esque with the yeah. glove. Like he's so a dude. If, if you move him back to short, maybe it it kicks his offense in the ass, and he gets back into it a little bit. I still like. I know he hasn't been it, but there. And I'm gonna stand behind that. I don't want to sound wishy washy, but I hope that is what happens because he played a full year in New York, like for the Mets. And he put up a solid line. You know what I mean? Like, that's not to be ignored. Maybe it was a flash in a pan. We saw fucking Mercado do it in 2019 and have a decent year. But you know what I mean? Like, there's something there. This isn't a prospect. He's done it in the big city. Like, there's something there. I don't... He's worth a little bit, like, do you have it back in there? And I know I was denouncing him, but every day it's short. And then when Ahmed comes back, every day in left field for the next two and a half, three weeks. Like... It's tryout season. If we didn't have any prospects, that'd be different. But we have all these people, and we need to buy a couple people. So you need to figure out organizationally. You need to see them with your eyes, your own scouts, your own management of, like, is does he have it? Yes or no? Yeah. If not, we got to get ready to move on from people because it's just like, uh, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. All so, right. Well, while you do the standings, I'm going to go tinkle. Okay, you do that. So AL Central standings, um, White Sox still in first place, obviously. We're 11 and a half games back. Um, in third place, Detroit is 13 and a half back. Uh, Casey is 17 back. And Twins are in dead last with 20 games back. So just finishing second. Um, that's all, all I can ask for. Um, we're two games above Detroit. Um, then the wild card, it has gotten spicy since the last step. Uh, Toronto in, and Boston are tied for the first and second spot. The way the record works, uh, they have one less in the loss column. So Toronto is technically on top for the first wild card, um, but Boston is in second and there are no games behind. Um, New York, half a game back. They've really fallen off. They had a few game lead there for a minute for the first spot. So they're half a game back of the second spot. Um, Oakland is three back. Seattle is four back. LA is 10 and we're 10 back. We're, you know, it's almost not even worth bringing up at this point. Obviously it's not going to happen. Um, and we're below 500 and so are the angels, which we said we wouldn't really bring up, but just to give you an idea. Um, and then the news in general, uh, just news and general thoughts. We kind of already hit on that if you don't mind, cause you're just coming back. Um, there was news on Monday, Indians perspective. You know, we love that account. Um, Baseball America updated their midseason top 100 prospects. We have five in the top 100. Tyler Freeman is number 42 in all of baseball. Brian, Brian Roque, it's Rokio. I got to figure out the phonetics of that. 
R-O-C-C-H-I-O. I don't know how you pronounce that, but we were talking about him. He's number 53, and he has been playing out of his mind at double A. I mean, he is a monster shortstop, and his swing um, looks like Lindor's. I think our favorite friend, shout out uh, to Fran Meal's eyebrow, Lamoli on Twitter, our best friend. He's been screaming about him on Twitter and showing video and saying, tell me you don't get Lindor vibes, and I'm not going to lie. Left-handed bat. And have you seen any video of him? He he looks like Lindor at the plate. Like if- so, I I Twitter is pretty much your world. Yeah. So I've kind of uh, I, I think I've seen a couple videos of him. I I thought, come on, like don't exaggerate. And if I just told you this was footage of Lindor from whatever, you'd be like, oh damn, same swing, same like you know he kind of shrugs and he's real relaxed at the plate, and then he's got that like real tight. Oh my god, he looks just like Lindor. So. We got him, number 75, third baseman slash outfielder, pretty much his third base, though, Nolan Jones, um, number who, 79. Who is out for the rest of the year because he's having surgery on his ankle. Ooh, I didn't know he was having surgery. Damn. Yep. Can I tell you something honest, just real, real fast? I think we should trade Nolan Jones in the out in the offseason and get a big bat. I mean that. I don't think there's room for him. As long yeah. as you as long as you extend Jose, if you, extend you don't Jose, need yeah. Nolan Jones. It's time to flip him. You know yep. what I mean? Like it's just sorry, wrong organization. It's get, not his get fault. A, just get a bat or someone that a, needs a third baseman soon will pay yeah. for this dude. Well, not not only you either get a big bat or you get a legit like one inning relief. Like you go yeah, get, you get like, your yeah, I get what you're saying, like a dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I stand behind that. I think we move Nolan Jones in the offseason. I just don't think yeah. there's room because we need to buy a bat and we got to start Look, rolling. Nolan Jones is the real deal, and we would love to have him on our baseball team. Any baseball team would love to have a Nolan Jones. Yeah. We just have Jose Ramirez. Yep. And for the outfield stuff, we got a bunch of options, and we need to buy some talent. So it kind of is what it is. Yeah. And number 79, outfielder George Valera. He's been on my radar lo- lately, too. He is ripping the freaking cover off the ball at double-A. I'm talking like he leads the team in like OPS, slugging, like home runs. Go look at his stats. George Valera is the real freaking deal. His his stats, I was like, whoa, maybe jump in my seat. I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> okay. Hey, and, then, and then he's been on the top 100, I think, all year. Uh, we've never talked about him. Number 90, right-handed pitcher Daniel Espin- Espino. Um, he's at double-A as well, I believe, and he's number 90. He's the he's the real deal. So, yeah, no, I, I know I kind of took the news thing from you. We were already talking about the prospects and everything and roll into it, and you had to take a little tinkle, but uh, just kind of proves we got depth, you know, the real yeah. deal. Well, since you took that from me, I'll yeah, I was going to say, take preview. the upcoming series. Yeah. Uh, so game one, you got Plesak versus Kluber, the Klubot revenge game. First game against us since leaving the organization. Yep. Which, let's be real, right? Corey Kluber, I fucking love Corey Kluber. Everything yeah. he's about, I, you'll never hear me say a bad thing about Corey Kluber. Yeah. Um, except that I want us to kick his ass in this game because uh, I want the Indians to win. Because I, um, I am as a human being. Yeah. But... Uh, no, love Corey Kluber. Wish him nothing but the best. Uh, he's a fucking robot and the true definition of like a ace. Like yeah. when, when you, if I were to build a picture, a pitcher, right. If I went to like build a pitcher, uh, for like my birthday, Corey Kluber's like mentality, his mental state is what I like. That's the, if I were to pick one thing from Corey Kluber, that's what it would be. Yep. 
Nothing shakes him. Yep. And it's good to see him come back because he was hurt for the, like, he didn't have a great start and then he was hurt for a while. So yeah. he's got a 4.02 ERA, but it's still in there. He's he's serviceable. Yeah. We literally broke him trying to win a and World then, Series. Uh, yeah, him and Andrew Miller. Yeah. And then um, game two, Savali versus Gill. I know nothing about this Gill kid. Uh, one start with a was that two point eight eight ERA. Yep, or one zero out of nowhere, yeah. popping off for them a little bit, but just we'll see. He's been and then Aaron Savali. Hopefully, he bounces back from the last start, mm-hmm. um, and and kind of goes back to being that guy. Uh, and then Eli Morgan, uh, the person that Alex wants to date his daughter against um, that Jared I would Cole, let date, which I'm sc- would let date your daughter. Uh, and then against Garrett Cole, which I'm scared about, because anytime anyone faces Garrett Cole, they should be terrified. This is true. He's the real fucking deal. <laughs> and then he, all the sticky stuff. He was a big proponent of that, and he started getting bent as soon as like they banned it. And uh, it was kind of a joke where it's like Yankees people paying 400 million for a pitcher of sticky stuff. And then he figured it out and he was like, no, actually you can suck my giant. He's like, yeah, here's one. Here's two. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead and lick my balls. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he's like, "Uh, I don't need no sticky stuff. I'm just one of the best pitchers in baseball. Here at Globo Jim, we're better than you. (laughs) We know it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I piss excellence. (laughs) Uh, so the Yankees come in uh, 82 and 65, four and six in the last 10. Obviously, they're looking to make a wild card push. They're yeah. they're fucking good, and they added shooters at the deadline. And so, they went on that crazy run, and then yeah. they fell off lately. And so now they're like trailing half a game. So it's and it's spicy. They're, these games yeah. matter for them. So Eli Morgan. So Garrett we Cole, could ruin their whole fucking season if we take it from them. Yeah, like two out of three would yeah. be a spicy meatball. And yeah. all I'm saying is Eli Morgan on the road, Garrett Cole, kind of going to be the same pitcher out on the mound. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then we're coming in 71 and 73, uh, three and seven in our last 10. Get back to one game under 500, take yeah. two out of three. That's best case scenario in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because I think it's very unlikely that you sweep. Which spoiler alert: we don't sweep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. No. Like, all jokes aside, fuck the Yankees, right? And if we could ruin their season, I'd yeah. be very happy. Um, because Yankee fans fucking suck. I just want us. Yeah, this is true. I just want us to get above five hundred by the end of the se- season. And yeah. Like, after the Yankee series, really looking ahead, we get KC for four games, a doubleheader, and then one, two, and then the White Sox for five. Fun. God, the season's almost over. Holy, like I knew it was, yeah. but holy. And shit. peeling back the curtains on mine and Alex's life a little bit at the beginning of the season before we started this podcast, we kind of made loose plans to go to one of these games, and then we went to St. Louis instead. Yeah, true. That was like Very real true. early on. Yeah. Which it would have been dope to go on to today's game. Another spoiler alert. Yeah, that would have. Man, we're gonna play nine games in seven days. I yeah, we I got to type have, up notes for nine games next week. Fuck me. We we, we <laughs> talked about this stretch. We've talked about this stretch for like three months now, since before the All Star break. We're like, I know. yeah. 
October's going to suck. Yeah, I know. Or we have for like suck. three months been looking ahead, like for three months. Every yeah. every episode, like, like man, just wait till October. New York and then four games against Kansas City. And then five against the White Sox. White Sox. I just, it really just hit me that I got to type up nine games worth of notes for one episode. <laughs> That's going to be a heavy hitter. Yeah. Um, God, so we're only going to have, we're going to get back on track with the Yankees episode on Monday. Monday. And then two three wow there's only three episodes left and that includes mondays yep and then and then we have the off season uh which we'll probably we'll probably keep the one episode a week yeah it'll be one a week i think yeah uh but the the format will change we'll do more like just freestyle games and shit right and then it'll kind of we've kind of talked about it and again we'll ask for your guys's opinion um of doing like a a a more of like a free open podcast, right? Where it's just us bullshitting. Yeah. Right? Where I think it'll be a mix of that. Kind of like a Well, what I'm saying is like plan. this will be like a good test to see if people would want to hear it. Yeah. Right? Like we called it like what? Two buds drinking suds or some dumb shit <laughs> I don't like know. that, you right? Came up with that, where, yeah. where we just like, where we, where we grab a beer and we sit down for 30 minutes and we bullshit. Yeah. Right? And then maybe we get some of our other friends involved. And it's kind of like a... Just like a half hour, 45 minutes of us just bullshitting around. True. And That'd I guess fun. the offseason will be a good test to see if like that that kind of style hits. Yeah. Uh, I kind of envision like an idea of what we want to talk about. So like any trades, any big... I yeah. think it'll be also more of a... I don't want to say a baseball podcast, like general MLB, but like I think it'll be more time where and we'll definitely like, break down like the the series that are going. The series is is yeah the the, the series yeah. going on yeah the postseason obviously because the Indians aren't going to be in it so we'll we'll break it down from the outside looking in yeah uh, we'll probably make like our, our brackets and and compare them and keep track of that ooh that's and, fun and, that's a good episode yeah like, and I'm then uh, we we kind of talked about. Um, before like a couple games that that we we'd play in the off season, like we'll go all time Indians roster right, and we'll pick yeah. a team. We'll go like draft style, and we'll pick a team, and then we'd be like, ooh, and then maybe your boy will throw it into the show and have it simulate and see who's would win. Ooh, that's a good idea. And maybe that maybe I'll record like I'll, I'll screen record the whole thing and put that up on the YouTube. That'd be fun. Yeah, this it's basically going to be a lot more open ended. Like we know the yeah. subject matter, but it's going to be more anything goes in the off season. Exactly, I, and I I do look forward to that. I think that'll be fun. Um, There'll be a lot more bullshitting, and then like I, I plan on like not nearly as planned. Maybe some yeah. bullet points of what we want to talk about, but a lot exactly. of real time looking shit up. Like and then we'll we'll talk, we'll break down. We talked about maybe in once every episode talk about like a random stat or like and break it down or like yeah. a random rule and break that down. Stuff like that. I'm looking forward to it. Now I'm getting all pumped. Like, and it's not. I love doing these, but I'm kind of pumped for that too. It'll, yeah, it'll be a nice less, little. It's way less stressful. It is a lot of work goes into this, and we love doing it. But believe me, it, it takes a lot, and um, yeah, and especially I think when I think about we're growing and getting to hang out kind of more loosely, and uh, just because the team isn't competing, this would be amazing, right? If every game, like every series, is like what's happening. You know, we're trying, we're gunning, like. We're half a game out of the wild card and stuff. So we're really looking for next year. And next year, I mean, we could be a wild card team. Like, if we play our offseason yeah. right and some stuff works out, like now, we're going to be I'm, like I'm a be 100% honest win team, maybe low 90s. With, if we didn't have some of the injuries that we had at the beginning of the year, I think that we're up there this year. 
Uh, I don't think we're a wild card team, but I think we're like mid-80s. I think we're way more competitive. I think we're way more competitive for it. Yeah, that's fair. I definitely don't think we're 10 games back. I think we're maybe... No, like five. Four. I was going to say three or four. Yeah, cause, but we're, we're definitely not built to compete with some of the people. Oh, like yeah. That, I'm not saying East that we... This well, year if we were to make the playoffs, I don't think we'd do anything. Yeah. But if we... Like, just imagine if Bieber was... It, just Shane Bieber alone. Yeah. Having Shane Bieber all year, that's going to add a couple more wins to your record. True. Just with how dominant he is. Yeah. True. <sighs> Getting all pumped. We got a game plan. Yeah. You know I love a good plan, who I am as a person. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks for so much for listening, everybody. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and consider leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at 216BaseballPod. That Twitter been popping off lately, TBH. Um, we're going to be back on Monday, give you an update on the Yankees series. And uh, yeah, go tribe. Cards up, baby. Let's go. Let's go.